Podcasts are a lot like Lay's potato chips. It's hard to have just one. And thanks to Matt Rafferty from the author inside you.com. It's time for the question of the month. And that's the question, which is if you were to start another podcast, are you thinking about starting another podcast? What is it going to be? And since we're talking about starting new podcasts, I'm going to tack on because I have a new podcast that I'm starting and it's actually not about podcasting, which is hard to believe, but I'm going to give you the five questions you should ask before starting another podcast. And I actually just thought of a sixth one you should ask. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. And today, if you are new to the show, it's the last episode of the month. And so we'll be doing the question of the month, which is talking about, hey, are you thinking of starting a second show? And so on that, I'm also going to talk about five questions you should ask yourself before starting any show, first, second, third, 15th, whatever it is. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. I do have a little bit of housekeeping right now. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, that will apply a coupon. So you can sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And of course, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. But that coupon has gone up by 5%. And will be available for the next, as I look at my website, two days, 19 hours, 48 minutes, and 29, 28, 27, yes, seconds. So you can, uh, again, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener to get a little extra savings. And if you're wondering, hey, Dave, why don't you do one of those like 60% off things? I've done that twice. I did 50% off. And in my travels, I want to work with people who really want to podcast, who are ready to to do it and do it well. And people that only joined because it was cheap didn't actually do anything. And I like to work with people. I work one-on-one with people. I do a lot of coaching. We have our community and I want people that really want to podcast. So I don't do that anymore. I do decent size kind of discounts, but not giant ones. And the other thing I wanted to answer, which is Dave, that's kind of cool. How did you do that? It is a thing called Wiser Notification. I will have a link to this particular tool if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 855. That is something I picked up on Black Friday. I also picked up a tool called Deverberate. And I talked about this on Ask the Podcast Coach. So if you listen to that show I apologize for the rerun, but I'm going to play you a two quick clips, one with and one without. And if you're wondering, no, this does not have an affiliate program. I'm not talking about it because I have a potential to make money here. I just heard this was like, hmm. So this is what it sounds like. And to me, it reminds me of somebody who's using either their built-in laptop microphone or something like a Blue Yeti, and they haven't learned how to use it right. So, Melanie, as a mom of two kids that go to this school, what are some of the big changes you've seen in your kids since they started? And you basically run 
the plugin so you could run this into Audacity or Hindenburg or whatever you're using and you go, hey, listen to this. And then it basically says, this is what I recommend you do to get rid of that reverb sound. And it sounds like this. Oh, Melanie, as a mom of two kids that go to this school, what are some of the big changes you've seen in your kids since they started? So obviously that sounds better. And it's never going to sound as good as, you know, like if somebody had actually recorded it correctly, but it definitely makes it more listenable. And what I have found is when you have audio like that, for me, where I really notice it is when I'm in the car and a car makes, you know, noise. And here in Ohio, as I recorded it, it was raining today. And so the tires were making more noise. And I was really surprised. Not only did I have to turn up the volume because the tires were louder, but because there was more background noise, it's the difference of sounding like you're in the room with somebody talking and having someone in your head. It's just that different. And so when you're in the room with them and there's more noise, it reminds me when I go to these different conferences and a lot of times I'll be working a Libsyn booth in the vendor area and they'll have a stage in there. And I never quite get that because all of a sudden I'm trying to talk to someone and there's already background noise because it's a giant room full of vendors that are talking about their product. So you've already got a general murmur and then they add a stage where somebody is talking and you're just like, ugh, like it wasn't hard enough to talk to somebody. Now I've got to talk over somebody with a microphone. And it's kind of that same thing. Okay, now I have to hear your podcast over the sound of the car and outside. And then it starts raining and you're like, ugh, I'm really having a hard time hearing that. So it is normally $100 for that particular plug-in. And I got it for 70 I will have to go back and find the coupon code I used and I will put that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 855. Now, why you might want to use that versus Descript Studio Sound, which right now is still the miracle worker of all kind of plugins, is Descript is a monthly fee. Speaking of Descript, they did come out of beta with their new version, so I am going to start working on making a course on Descript. It'll take me a while to to get the ins and outs and everything like that, but that was other good news that we had So that's just a quick peek at what I did on Black Friday this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last episode of the month is always a question of the month. And I would say about 98% of the time. This is something we started a while ago. And this month, what I did a few months ago was I asked you, I'm like, hey, what would you ask if you were doing the question of the month? And this month's question came from Matt over at the Author Inside You podcast, and here's what he wanted to know. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty. My suggestion for the question of the month is, what will your next podcast be about? Now, I'm not talking about your next podcast episode. I'm talking about your next podcast. Now, I know that you've started many podcasts in your day, but most of us only have one podcast, but I think a lot of us are thinking about starting another one or at least have an idea for another podcast. And I have an answer to it, but I'm not going to answer the question until it's officially the question of the month. Oh, and if you're thinking about writing a book, please check out my podcast. It's called The Author Inside You, and you can find it at theauthorinsideyou.com. Thank you, Matt. He's also one of the members of the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. If you are a person that lives in Northeast Ohio, check out NE for Northeast, NE Ohio Podcasters dot com and here's 
We're going to save Matt to the very end because I don't know about you. I'm dying to know. But uh, here's we got a few people unanswered, and we're going to start off with Kim Newlove. This is Kim Newlove from the Pharmacist Voice podcast, which you can find at thepharmacistvoice.com. My next podcast will likely be the Perrysburg podcast. I live in a small town in Northwest Ohio called Perrysburg, Ohio. P-E-R-R-Y-S-B-U-R-G, Perrysburg. It was named in Ohio Magazine one of the 2022 best hometowns in Ohio. We have a lot of great features, but we don't have a podcast yet. I could be the person who starts that podcast. What's keeping me from starting this podcast? Time and my husband. (laughs) I love my husband, but... He is right when he tells me, you already don't have enough time for the things that are going on in your life. Why would you start another podcast? He's got a point. But he can't keep me from starting a Word document, which I have, and writing out ideas for episodes and really getting solid on my why. Why do I want to start this podcast? What's in it for me? Who am I talking to? What do they get out of it? And what do I want them to do with the information? I can really get solid on that. And then someday when some time opens up in my schedule, like when my younger son goes off to college in August of 2023, maybe I can make this happen. Or maybe I could just start recording episodes now and processing the audio in my copious amounts of spare time. And then when I finally feel like I can get a a regular schedule going, I will start this podcast. This is a great question, Matt. I'm, I'm glad you asked it. Uh, a fellow Ohioan, leave it to a fellow Ohioan to ask a great question. Someday I might start this podcast. This will be a hobby podcast at first, but I also think this could be part of my income stream someday. I could get sponsorships. I am a voice actor. I could get real estate voiceover jobs, maybe. I don't know. I have thought about starting a tourism business with our son who has autism. That could be a a possibility down the line. I don't know, but I am letting myself dream without actually pulling the trigger. I think that's a healthy place for me to be, the idea phase and thinking about my why. So again, great question, Matt, and a little bit about me and my podcast. Again, my name is Kim Newlove. I am the host of the Pharmacist Voice podcast which you can find at thepharmacistvoice.com. I'm a pharmacist by training, but I'm not in clinical practice anymore. I made a career transition to voice actor and podcast host. I help clients get their point across in the medical space. Among other things, I narrate audiobooks for women pharmacist authors, provide medical narration to clients in the pharmaceutical, biotech, and continuing medical education industries, and narrate content for explainer videos and e-learning projects. I was inspired by my nonverbal son, who has autism, to combine my background as a pharmacist with my speaking voice and launch my business, The Pharmacist Voice, in 2017. My son, Craig, helped me realize the power of having a voice and using it. My solo podcast episodes are about some aspect of being a pharmacist, a voice actor, a pharmacist podcaster, or my career transition from pharmacist to voice actor and podcast host. My interview shows feature a variety of people who use their voices to advocate for something, educate in some way, or entertain so that my listeners are inspired to use their voices too. 
My audience is typically pharmacists, pharmacy students, pharmacy technicians, pharmacy professors, voice actors in the medical space, and anyone else who happens to tune in. Thank you for including my response in the November 2022 Question of the Month, Dave, and thank you for everything you do for podcasters everywhere. I love the school of podcasting. Take care and happy podcasting, everyone. Thank you, Kim. Kim is a member of the School of Podcasting. And if you could see the smile on my face, because I mentioned there are going to be some questions that you should ask before starting a podcast. And Kim rattled off almost all of them. I was like, yes, the student has learned well. So that was uh, very cool. Next up, we have another member of the School of Podcasting, Dr. Brad Miller. Hey, Dave. Brad Miller here from drbradmiller.com the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. This is the podcast where uh, I help people to grow through whatever adverse life events they go through to achieve their life of peace and prosperity and purpose. Love to talk to experts in the field of helping people to overcome adversity. I love the question of the month that Matt raised about what would be the next podcast that you would start because it prompted me to take action. About a year or so ago, I played Santa Claus for my own grandchildren, and it was a delightful and wonderful experience. Some people say I look a little bit like Santa with the white beard and so on. So I thought about doing it this Christmas time, you know, be in a mall or home visits. But I thought, hey, why not a podcast? And when I heard this question, it helped prompt me to take action. So I created the SantaClausSays.net podcast, which is me playing Santa Claus, and the message is to be good for goodness sakes. And I simply tell a Christmas story as Santa Claus, have a joke or two, and then I love to listen to uh, letters to Santa and voicemails as well, and to share a good word for doing good and being good at, at Christmas time. That's at Santa Claus says. And I'm doing it every day between Thanksgiving and, uh, and Christmas. Now, I want to say a word of thankfulness to Dave Jackson. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving morning. And I'm one of those people, Dave, who uh, encountered you at, uh, met you at a conference and had heard about you before and listened to your podcast many times. But I decided to take the plunge and to join the School of Podcasting. I'm so, uh, so glad that I did. I uh, found lots of value in being a part of the School of Podcasting, particularly with your availability, none of your expertise and advice in your courses, but your availability to be helpful to people like me. I really do appreciate that. That's not always been my experience with other people in the podcasting world. So you've certainly helped me to plan and launch and to grow and to monetize uh, my show. And I look forward to uh, seeing what happens next as we keep keep going along. Uh, my name is uh, Brad Miller. I My uh, podcast is Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad, Brad Miller at drbradmiller.com. And... The new podcast, SantaClausSays.net, helping people to be good for goodness sakes. Take care. God bless to everyone and have for have a blessed holiday season. Thank you, Brad. And yeah, find him, SantaClausSays.net. And what I love about uh, Brad's attitude is that he's kind of taking that, hey, let's throw it on the wall and see what works or not. He knows who his audience is. He's not just totally winging it, but he realizes that he's going to start this, learn something from his audience, probably have to tweak it a little bit, 
And it's kind of a dry run. He said, you know, I'm going to do it this year. We'll see what happens. And then I'll take my lessons and then I'll regroup maybe for next year. And yes, he does look like Santa Claus, but don't all white dudes with a white beard. I mean, I kind of look like Santa Claus's cousin in a way. I definitely have the bowl full of jelly. Uh, Let's throw it over to Mark. Hi. This is Mark Vinette from the History of North America podcast, where I explore the wonderful and tragic stories of North America's inhabitants, heroes, villains, leaders, environment, and geography at markvinette.com. Instead of a new podcast, I recently added a feature to my History of North America podcast called Extra. I am the author of a 10-volume international historical mystery and suspense thriller series titled Denari Novels. Many of my listeners asked me to produce audio versions of each of the 10 books. Since my Denari novels are heavily immersed in history and connected with North America, I decided to present the entire series in podcast form placed amongst regular History of North America podcast episodes. In other words, extra episodes are fully dedicated to the audio version of Denari novels, starting, of course, with the first book in the series. Each of these weekly extra episodes consists of one or more audio chapters, lasting less than 10 minutes. When book one is finished, then I shall simply move on to book two, until the series eventually concludes with the audio podcast of Book 10. I told my audience that those who are not fond of historical fiction can simply skip these extra episodes and continue enjoying my regular History of North America shows. I did, however, encourage them to give these new extra episodes a listen, as there are many North American links and themes. By the way, so far so good. My listeners are happily going along for the ride. Thank you, Mark. Always great to hear from you. And there again is somebody going, hey, let's." there's only one way to know if my audience is going to like this. Now, granted, in the future, I'm going to be talking about surveys. And that is something I've talked about in the past. I've got some new content, going to bring that into play. Maybe next week we'll talk about that. But when it kind of boils down to it, you can ask to kind of have a focus group. But in the end, you just put it out and see what happens, and see if the actual public reacts the same way your focus group did. And at that point, you either tweak or polish or whatever it needs to do to make sure it's something that your audience still wants. Thanks so much, Mark. And I'm go- I was going to go now, but what I'm going to do is we're going to get to Matt's question, and then I'm going to talk about the questions you should be asking yourself before starting your first or second or third podcast. And then I'm going to explain the show that I'm going to. It's not officially starting. I'm bringing back a show I used to do. So let's get to Matt from The Author Inside You, the creator of this month's question, uh, theauthorinsideyou.com. Take it away, Matt. Hey, Dave. It's Matt Rafferty. Thanks very much for choosing my submission for the question of the month. So I've been thinking for about four or five years about doing another podcast where I would interview local business owners in my hometown, sort of as a promotional or an advertisement for them to get the word out about their business, not only to the people who live here, but also to people who are thinking about moving here or who who are going to move here. I just haven't gotten around to getting it done yet. 
All right, Dave, hope you had a great Thanksgiving and thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Matt. I did have a good Thanksgiving and actually came in under my uh, calorie goal, which was great. So here are the five questions and I've kind of talked about these. It's uh, kind of a, one of those Dave Jackson staple things that I talk about. And the first question you want to ask yourself, which you heard Kim talk about, why are you starting this podcast? And if the answer is, I don't know, I think it'd be cool. That's usually not enough motivation to work. So here are some potential answers. It could be to be seen as an expert. That's why I do this show to promote a product or service. That's another reason why I do this show to find like-minded people and kind of build a community. That's another reason why I do this show to reach a global audience. Yep. That's why I do this show and for the fun of it. So I've, I've got now granted, there are other reasons to do this. And, but that's the first question you have to ask yourself. Why am I starting this podcast? And you really need to know the why, because if the why is, well, I want to keep my company's name in front of people, then you might do a really quick daily show brought to you by the school of podcasting.com. Instead of if you, I was doing a show to be an expert, I might do a 20 minute show and flex my muscles by answering questions. So your why is really important. If the, and if the why is, I don't know, I just want to hang out with my buds, that's cool. Because the minute you get your first episode out, you're a successful podcast. So number two, is this a passion project and I'm going to offend people? Or is it a hobby or a business? Some people get really offended by the hobby thing. Hey, here, for the record, I played as a musician in bands from age 15 to about 40 something. I don't know. And that was a hobby. I was never moving to Nashville. Uh, I made a, a decent amount of money. I played every weekend for about two years. But if somebody said, you know, what's your hobby? I would say music. So I'm not quite sure why hobby became this like negative, like, oh, you dirty hobbyist. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're doing it for fun. You spend money on your hobby and sometimes you make money with your hobby. Now, on the other hand, I haven't done it in years, but I used to bowl all the time and never made a dime, but I did it because it was fun. So, but you have to ask yourself, is this a passion project or is it something that I want to make money with? Because you, you need to know that because I've seen people that want to make money with their podcast and they don't have a product or service to promote. They don't have an email list of people. They don't have anybody on social. And yeah, yeah, you go. And so, how are you going to make money? Oh, I'm going to make money by selling ads. And I'm like, okay, but you don't have an audience yet. But if the idea is to make money, that hobby podcast might take themselves a little more seriously. Now, I do a show called Building a Better Dave. I don't think I have put out an episode in probably a couple months. I have no. That show is simply my really cheap therapy, and it's just an outlet for me to be creative. That That is it. And it's, I don't know, if, I don't even want to call it a hobby. It's just a show I do. Apparently, I like the sound of my own voice. I don't know why I do that show. I'm trying to make you laugh, cry, think, or groan. So, but if I don't really care about making any money, then I don't care about any anything. Really, it's just me having fun and maybe you're doing it for therapeutic reasons. That's another reason why am I doing this? Because I need to get this out, man. So when I say hobby, that's not just like, again, the three guys, one brain in the basement, drinking bros, brews, whatever they're drinking kind of thing. Don't get offended. So you can have a hobby podcast that is a serious hobby. So that's, I guess, what I'm saying. But if you are going to be trying to do this as a business, 
You need to think about that. That affects your content. Number three, probably almost as important as why, who, who is this for? And so I've used this analogy before. If I say I'm doing a podcast about being more confident, hey, we all need to be more confident. What about how about being a more confident parent? And you go, yes, that would be great because parenting is hard. What about being a more confident first-time parent? Ooh, okay, we just cut out a whole bunch of people, but that's good. Okay, what about being a a more confident first-time interracial parent? Ooh, ooh, but we have people now like, yes, yes, I've been looking for that. So when you know who your audience is, and, and more importantly, who your audience is not, you can then figure out what you're going to talk about and ask yourself, you know, is this going to resonate? Oprah used to call her target audience Susie Homemaker. And she said, as, you know, Geraldo back in the day was uh, getting his face bashed in by KKK people. She said, yeah, Susie Homemaker doesn't care about the KKK. She was talking about things that her audience wanted to talk about. And uh, the last time I checked, Oprah did okay. But you need to know who your audience is. What do they want to hear? You know, or another way to putting this, why should they listen to your podcast? And that really makes you get defensive. What do you mean, why should they listen? Well, why should they listen? I think everyone has heard this, the the radio station, WIFM, what's in it for me? Yeah, so what's in it for your audience? And this is where, if we go back to my weird show, Building a Better Dave, there's nothing in it for the audience. I don't really care. I'm just putting this stuff out. That's, that is an option. But most of the time, if the goal is to grow your show and get an audience, you need to know who it's for. So if it's a bunch of 14-year-old girls, it's not going to be the history of Fog Hat. They're just not going to care about that. I'm pretty sure that they're not. Likewise, if I get a bunch of, I don't know, 67-year-old guys and I go, yeah, we're going to do a show about Billie Eilish. They may not be interested. They might. You never know. But it it matters. If I do a show about dating and it's, you go, I'm going to niche down and it's for women. Okay, great. But what if I go, it's dating for female widowed people. Ooh, now we've got a group of people and we can talk about, there's a, an aspect there that they might want to talk about that they're not getting any place else. And so that would be, why should they listen to this? Because we're talking about things that you don't get in other places. Why do I listen to the No Agenda Show? It's information I can't get anyplace else. Why do I listen to Congressional Dish? It's information I can't get anyplace else. But you need to answer that question. What do you want them to hear or why will they listen to your podcast? And then last but not least, how will you gauge your success? So that could be by downloads. If you're trying to get advertisers, because they're going to want to know how many downloads you have by sales, by awareness. So maybe if you're trying to be seen as an expert or a guru or insert whatever word you want there, or if you're trying to get the word out about something that needs to have the word out and now people are talking about it, you're like, yes, my show is having success. I've increased awareness about this thing that people should be talking about. You know, or maybe you're going to gauge it on how you feel. That's it. It's like by doing this show, I feel this way. And when I feel this way, I consider it a success. You know, again, going back to the three guys, one brain show, I just want to hang out with my buddies 
have some suds in the basement and have a good time. Well, guess what? You're a successful podcast. So if you can answer these questions and you have a clear idea of where you're going and who you're servicing and how you are going to get to where you want to go. But that that last one especially, how to gauge your success, can help with your mental state. In January, I'm going to get a huge, well, not huge, I'm going to get a spike in a number of downloads because everybody and their brother is going to go, this is the year we're starting a podcast. And they hop on it and everybody listens and they're like, yes, we're going to do it. And then in February, that number goes down. Because all the people, much like any kind of New Year's resolution, you know, people are, I'm dropping 30 pounds this year. And then, you know, come February, their their weight's gone up, actually. Right? We all drop those New Year's resolutions. Well, in February, after people have listened to my show, hopefully, they have joined the School of Podcasting. And that's how I gauge my success. I almost don't look at my stats anymore. I listen to things that come in via email and via voicemail, and I talk to people in Facebook groups and things like that. And then I look at, am I getting more members? Are they staying longer or are they leaving? And that's the people I talk to. I'm really focused on the people that want to work with me and I go super deep with them. So I have a smaller group that I'm doing deep dives with where, I don't know, five years ago, I was trying to be known everywhere and meet everybody, which, okay, that kind of helps. But I would rather, for me, again, the why is I want to have a, a stronger relationship with people who hopefully then when they people say, hey, how did you learn on a podcast? They'll go, oh, go to the school of podcasting. So that's why knowing your, your success, whatever you're going to gauge that with. So again, why are you starting the podcast? Is this a passion project or a business? And again, Hobby doesn't mean negative, you know, maybe it should be, well, yeah, that's, let's just leave it at that three. Who is your audience? What do they want? Or why are they going to listen to your podcast? How will you gauge your success? And if you need it, I do have a podcast launch checklist. You can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash checklist. Now, if I look at the show that I want to start, I have multiple shows already. I have the School of Podcasting. I have Ask the Podcast Coach, which I do live every Saturday. I have Your Podcast Consultant. So if you would like smaller doses of Dave, it's just one question, one answer. I do that. I do the Podcast Rodeo Show, where I grab a random podcast and see how long I can hang on. And then I do the Podcast Review Show, where we bring people on And we basically do podcast consulting, myself and Eric K. Johnson, who is a 30-year radio veteran. So those are my primary shows. And then, like I mentioned, I have Building a Better Dave. I have the history of Six Shooter. I mentioned I played in a band. If you want to hear the history of my band called Six Shooter, I played in a country band, which I'm still kind of confused. I was pretty certain that was one of the signs of Armageddon. Because I grew up a big metalhead, hard rock guy to play country. It was like, wait, what? And so the other show I did was called the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And I put that thing to bed about three months ago. I just got to that point where it's like, Ugh, I don't want to talk about weight loss anymore. Because how many times can you say, eat less and exercise more? And yet, I'm bringing it back. So let's go through these questions. Why am I bringing it back? back. I'm bringing it back because I think focusing in some way or another on weight loss does help me lose weight. Not consistently, but 
more when I quit doing the logical weight loss podcast, my weight just kept increasing. And I was like, okay, we should probably bring that back. So that's my why. Uh, Is it a passion project or a hobby? It is a serious hobby podcast. Again, I don't expect to quit my day job and do this show. Now, is it a business? Yes, it is. If you go to monthlychallenge.fit, F-I-T, monthlychallenge.fit, you can go there. You, I'm using two apps. One is called Volley, which I love, and another one is called Better Together. So the Better Together is the free weight loss challenge app, and then I'm using Volley for the community part. And you go over and you install Volley, and then you go over and sign up. It's $9 a month. So it's not a crazy amount of money, but I want people, again, that are serious about losing weight. That's the whole point of that. Obviously, I'm not trying to get rich. It's $9. And so we will do it once a month. And then what I want to do, which I enjoyed, because I did this as a test run with a couple other podcasters, and I found that A, so here's here's number one, making the content. I was like, hmm, this could be cool. So it it worked in a way that it inspired me to lose weight. But what I want to do is, much like Weight Watchers, is have some sort of weekly call or maybe every other week to where we get together and share our struggles, our successes, et cetera, et cetera, and then put that out as a podcast. Now, here's the fun part. I didn't do that. I did not officially test that. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it would work. It may just be me sharing what I see in the app that people are talking about because not everybody wants to be a podcaster. But I want to do these types of meetings on Zoom because everybody knows Zoom, even though it's not my favorite, but we'll do that. I will let them know they're being recorded. And at the end, I will say, is there anything that you guys didn't want in there? And the way it works, nobody knows how much each other weighs. And so the thought is that there will be, so if we get down to uh, what's, who is my audience? My audience are people that want to lose weight. And this is one where I'm not niching down because there are just so many people in America that need to lose weight. I don't care if it's men or female or whatever. I haven't niched that down. Uh, And I, you know, I could have said men over 50 and done it that way. But at this point, I'm not niching down because I think there's enough content there for everybody. Uh, what do they want to hear? Why will they listen to your show? And that's where I'm hoping again, and this is what's kind of crazy. I'm not in, I'm not entirely in control of the content. So this is one where I'm going to have to, again, come up with information to inspire people to lose weight. And that will be my plan B in the event that these calls don't work. So I talked about a month ago about doing a podcast as an experiment And in theory, I could do these and not release them, right? I could do these. I could try it and go, yeah, this isn't going to work. And then just do the thing and not do the podcast. Because I'm here to tell you, uh, both Matt and Kim were talking about local shows. One of the shows that I am really almost ready to put to bed is I do a show called Akron, Akron Podcast. It's at creativelyakronpodcast.com. And here's, I am a subscriber to the local newspaper. I'm subscribed to a lot of Facebook pages and different, the mayor's website and 
all these different things about Akron, Ohio. And I'm slowly realizing that if I don't want to talk about sports or shootings or unemployment, it's like, I don't want to talk. It's really hard. And so this is where, like Matt said, he wants to interview other business owners. And it's dawning on me that for me to do a local podcast, I need to go be a reporter. And much like Kim, I go, hmm, that would be fun. I actually bought a microphone that's going to make it easier for me. It's a wireless microphone. And I was all set to do that. And this is where that passion word comes into play. I am not that passionate about Akron, Ohio. I thought I would be. I thought getting my kind of interviewer journalism thing on because when I was in college the first time, I actually have two degrees. My first degree is in electronic engineering. I was the editor of the student newsletter, and I loved being kind of a journalist and actually kind of got myself in trouble because I kept finding things that the college was doing that weren't really kind of cool. And so I thought my I could scratch my journalism itch, and I found out that I don't really have a journalism itch anymore. So this is where sometimes what you might want to do is do a dry run. You might say, if you're going to interview local people, call some local businesses and say, hey, I'm thinking of starting a podcast where I interview local business owners about their business. Would you be interested? Because it may turn out that local businesses, you know, the mom and pop stores, they're kind of busy running their mom and pop store. And it might be harder than you think. So when you actually find out how hard is it going to be to make an episode, you can then decide hey, do I even want to take this for a test run? So in my case of my weight loss show, monthlychallenge.fit, I'm doing this anyway. I'm not doing the Zoom meeting, and that would add editing, but I'm pretty quick at editing. And so the other thing is I have to keep in mind, if you're wondering, Dave, how do you do so many shows? Remember, Dave is not married and Dave has no children. So this is my hobby and my job at the same time along with my job at Libsyn. And so, but I've seen where the harder it is to make an episode, the more likely it is you're going to end up in that time to make the podcast unless you see it growing. So those, again, are the questions you want to look at and maybe see if there's a way to go through the motions, like Kim was writing down ideas for her show, do that, Because when you actually start it up, that's not when you want to find out, oh, you know what? I really don't care about Akron, Ohio. I once did a show with my ex-wife and it was going to be people explaining really bad dates they were on. And then we found out that nobody wanted to share those stories about themselves. So when you're starting a podcast, kind of do a little bit like like an actor does a dress rehearsal or an author does a, a rough draft kind of figure out, okay, how hard is it going to be to actually do an episode and go through the actions without actually putting out an episode? And you can actually get a better idea of, hmm, why am I doing this again? And of course, the last question that I need to answer, how am I going to gauge my success if I'm losing weight? That is it. Not numbers, not downloads. Hopefully, I'm also going to gauge it on a community. I want people to feel safe and to kind of help each other out. I'm really get, I think that's one of my new passions is just getting people together to see what happens and help people help people. That makes any sense. So one more time, just for fun, 
Question number one, why are you starting the podcast? Number two, is it a passion project or a business? Who is your audience? Why do they want, what do they want to hear? Or in other words, why will they listen to your podcast and how will you gauge your success? If we go back to question number four, I was so close to being done. Did you hear that? Number four, why will people listen? In my case, I think one of the things that might make me different is I'm not a coach. I'm not a fitness trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just a person like the person I'm trying to attract. That might make me stand out a bit. So that's uh, that's that. So what do they want to hear? Why will they listen to my show? Because I'm not trying to get them to buy my supplements. And uh, number five, how will you gauge your success? By growing a cool community. And more importantly, I want to lose weight. Thanks so much for listening. Everything that I mentioned today, you'll find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 855. One thing I did want to mention here, it's a new service I've added. Again, I'm experimenting with this, and I think it could be interesting, is if you're a person who's like, you know, Dave, I would love to work with you, but I don't really need the School of Podcasting, but I do like the idea of having Dave in my pocket. Go to daveinmypocket.com, and you can actually, I'm using Volley again, you can kind of sign up and have a retainer for X amount of minutes and you ask a question and I will answer those, et cetera, et cetera. For more information, check out daveinmypocket.com. It's something I'm playing with, a new kind of coaching. There are a couple of things I'm trying as we get ready for 2023 and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it works out or not. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you do want to join the School of Podcasting, now through the end of November, schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener will get you an extra 5% here in 2022. In the future, I do have an episode coming up about surveying your audience. I've got an episode coming up about using a newsletter for your podcast to grow it. And you can find all of that out at schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. If you could see the smile on my face when, as a teacher, as ah, easy for me to say, it is, if you go to monthlychallenge.info, no, that's not the address. It's not the address at all. You don't know your own website. Blimey. And thanks to Matt Rafferty from the author inside you, inside you, inside you. Hey, congratulations. You found the Easter egg. At the beginning of the show, I said, I have six questions. And this is the sixth one. This just literally dawned on me as I was recording the intro. What are you going to give up to have the time to do another podcast? Because sure, you know, planning, launching, growing, you know, the whole software, all that learning curve is behind you, but you still need time to promote it if you want it to grow. So what are you not going to do anymore to find the time to do your podcast? That's a really good question.